Nobody does Star Wars like the power of the Force from Kenner. The biggest, most realistic force in the universe. Only the power of the Force brings you the biggest heroes and villains straight from the movies and the largest fleet of full-scale vehicles ever. We bring you the real movie detail of the Rebel Snowspeeder, the blazing lights of the Luke Skywalker lightsaber, and the big movie sounds of the X-Wing. When it comes to big size, big detail, and big movie sounds, now you're playing with the power. Star Wars, power of the Force. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries not included, only from Kenner. Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 504, Favorite Action Figures. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Han Solo to my Chewbacca classic, because I forgot to think about it beforehand. Um, We've got Carl LeClaire. (laughs) It's been a minute. I think that's fine. (laughs) And it's accurate. So, uh, Jason, it's good to have you back. I've missed you, buddy. I know you've been having a, a heck of a heck of a like month and a half here. So it's a, I'm glad I'm just glad to have you back. And I'm definitely glad to have you back to just talk something really fun like uh, action figures. Oh, man, it's been it's so good to be back in the, the Wampa's Lair right now. It's it's going to be a nice escape from the craziness of the rest of my uh, real life at the moment, which fingers crossed is in the process of settling down. Um, but I'm super glad to be back podcasting and super glad to be seeing your face through the <laughs> internets once again. So <laughs> back at you, back at you. Um, yeah, so we got some, we got some, uh, Wampas Lair updates for you, uh, at the end of the episode, but we're not gonna, we're not gonna get into those now because we got a really fun topic and, um, Jason, and I was actually talking to a mutual friend of ours this morning, Jim Caper, and of course, Jim, Jim Urso. Uh, the world's biggest Jenner so fan. And uh, I told him what we were doing for the episode uh, today. And he goes, oh, wow, I'm surprised you guys haven't done that before, considering how long. I was like, oh, no, 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 we have. But it's been a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the nice thing. You know, when you've been doing something for over 10 years, it, I feel like you, we have permission to sometimes revisit old topics. Yeah, I, we yes, absolutely. And I, I'm trying to remember the last time we did something like this. And I can't remember the exact date, but I'm pretty sure it was at least five years ago. At um, least, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a while. Um, yeah. And you know, I mean, for any any Star Wars fan, and this is this is a place where I actually am comfortable throwing a blanket statement like this. I feel like any Star Wars fan who got into Star Wars, especially as a kid, action figures are a part of your fan experience. And I think, right, even if you got even as adult fans. I'm sure all of you listening right now have a shelf in your house, a room in your house, uh, a, a space on your desk at work for some three and three quarter inch Star Wars action figures to get you excited about life. Um, and yeah. uh, and that's what we're just going to talk about today is just some of our some of our favorite ones from over the years. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some real nice nostalgia picks, some more recent cool figures and, uh, you know. It's going to be fun talking about it. I uh, prepped for this entire podcast by 
grabbing the the five figures that I'm going to be talking about and having them arranged right on my my desk next to me as we record. So I'll be able to pick them up and play with them as I talk about <laughs> them. So because, uh, you know, that's the best part, uh, you know, I at least for me, I, I like to be able to to play with the toys and not just leave them in a box. Um <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I know that's not for everybody, but sure, that's, that's sure. for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of, uh, our, our, our pale jazz. Um, he had a friend who told him once that's also a big star Wars collector that even though they're a collector and the expectation of collectors is to keep them in the package. Uh, she said to, to, our, to jazz one time, no, 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 no. You have to take them out so that they can live. And I was like, yeah, I love that. You know, you got to let them live. Um, and that's not, I'm not knocking anybody who keeps them in the package, but, uh, I've never, I've never really been able to keep things in the package. I got, I got to let them live a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. You take care of them, obviously. Of I've got bins for all of my stuff, but you know, they gotta be, they gotta see the light of day get displayed out on a shelf in some sort of epic action pose or something. Absolutely. But uh, enough no. about uh, our different collecting styles. Carl, mm. uh, should I start or do you want to start with your first favorite action figure? I'm going to let you go. All right. Well, the first action figure I'm going to talk about is one of the first action figures I ever received. Um, it was a, I believe it was a birthday present. Uh, back in 1997, when the original trilogy was coming out as a special, the special edition re-release, uh, and it is the Power of the Force line Rebel Fleet Trooper. Uh, and for those of you who are unsure of which one this is, that's the one that came out, you know, during the special edition, where everyone was essentially He-Man with just <laughs> the Star Wars paint job and uh, accessories. Uh, so. I've got this super jacked uh, <laughs> Rebel Fleet Trooper from the beginning of A New Hope, uh, you know, ready to defend against the invading stormtroopers. Um, you know, it's he's great. Uh, I I have him displayed on the uh, the Tanif Four diorama that I have purchased and have up on my desk. So. That's super awesome. Uh, he's he's there with the rest of my definitely not so jacked rebel troopers. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, just an old favorite and one that stands out because of the fact that it was it's from that era where, you know, everyone had hex past their noses <laughs> and, uh, you know, you couldn't fit them in their ships because the shoulders were too broad. Yeah, so. I, uh... Pretty sure when Kenner was making uh, the Power of the Force, the Power of the Force Two line in starting in '95, I think yeah. they must have poured uh, some steroids into all of their plastic molds because they all came yes. out ripped. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, but it's it's just a fun era of Star Wars action figure collecting, and you know when these action figures were just everywhere, and they had you know, figures for just about everybody at that point. Mm. Uh, and it was, it was great to, to, to get this in the early days when I was falling in love with star Wars for the very first time. So it's very, very nostalgic, um, for that reason. But yes, that's, that's the first figure I wanted to bring up. That's one of my favorites. Oh, that's such a, that's such a good figure. I mean, I, I have that as well. And, um, it was fun. Like he, that, that figure got to just be your, 
he was the he was the every trooper, right? You know, he he could come into yes. all sorts of play scenarios too. Uh, and and that yeah, that, and he's always the one like holding the line uh, while yeah. the heroes you know race away or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he could use that six pack ab- those six pack abs to deflect laser bolts. So. <laughs> mm. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, he didn't need uh, he didn't need any uh, Kevlar or anything. He had he had rock hard abs. So exactly, yeah. the, the uh, impervious to blaster fire right. uh, due to jackness you know uh, <laughs> it's it's maybe sometime down the down the line we should just do an episode about which uh which power of the force two line action figures are in the most uh who who are the jackedest <laughs> i'm pretty sure still mm, uh yes. my the lando the lando figure with the plastic cape he has the most perfect six pack ever of the figures uh luke definitely has the best packs the the a new hope luke from 95 yeah i mean because perf- the 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 tunic is open oh yeah bit, for the, you know that, so they, they have to just sprout out yeah his upper you know? chest is unbelievable. I got, he could probably do like a 400 pound uh, incline bench. It's crazy. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to do a, a, a Mr. Universe uh, yeah. contest with these action figures. <laughs> oh my God. That oh, challenge accepted Jason. Now we have to. <laughs> That's such a great needless idea. To say, needless to say this rebel fleet trooper would be a contender. Oh, in no, all of that. Yeah, no uh, in, in overall aesthetics. Um. Absolutely. And it's funny because with that figure, those those characters in the movie at the beginning of A New Hope, you know, those helmets look so goofy on so many of them because they're all these just like skinny, skinny, smaller looking guys with these massive conical helmets. But that figure, the helmet just looks it looks different. It looks normal. Yeah, because his his body is just so darn big. Um, Oh, yeah. No, let me hold on one second, Carl. Yeah. Just this is going to be. Yeah, this is uh, something for all of you. For, yeah, for me only. Visual for, for <laughs> Carl. But here's here's one of the other uh, yeah, yeah, rebel yeah. figures with the giant helmet on his head. And then here's this guy. It oh just looks normal. Gosh. Yeah, I hope you you got to take a photo of that so we can we can show folks what, what your that size comparison. <laughs> I will. I will definitely do that while we are talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. That, that that's my yeah your first one well, we got we got off on a tangent there carl i'm so happy a about really that good one um <laughs> what's the first what's the first action figure you want to mention uh well it's mine is it's a little dark jason but i have to be honest with myself uh and it's the it's the han solo with torture rack <laughs> I know that. As soon as you said it's dark, but yeah. I have to be honest with myself, I knew where you were going. Yeah. I was debating. I was like, can I put this on there? Um, but like, I've always, I mean, I don't know why as a young person seeing Empire Strikes Back the first time, that's the torture scene. Just like, I don't know why, but I always I was like, why do I like this so much? Um, I swear I'm a good person, everybody. Um <laughs> But I always like he me, is. I can my, I can promise my my cousins and I that I that I grew up loving Star Wars with, uh, they always like busted me. They're like, why do you like this scene so much? But I always used to say to them growing up, I was like, oh, I wish they would make, you know, the Scandrid toy to, to strap on into. And then I think I, I forgot to do my quick research before we recorded, and I apologize. But I'm pretty sure that figure came out in I want to say 2004 because um, it, it was during that line. Um, when they were getting very well articulated, right? You could, these three and three quarter figures were incredibly posable, but the, the Han figure was always funny because his hair is spiked straight up because right when he gets thrown <laughs> into the cell after being tortured, like his hair is kind of standing up every which way because he's getting electric shocks, right? Like it's making his hair stand yes. up. So the action figure is just really funny looking because the hair is kind of standing straight up. His face has this really goofy grimace on it. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was just like this weird thing that it was like, oh, they're never going to. And I remember my cousin saying growing up, they're, like, they're not, not going to make that, Carl. Like, that's that is not a toy anybody wants except you. And it's funny because whenever I see like uh, people on social media or like, I, you know, I follow some like toy collectors pages on, on Instagram, whenever people post that figure on it. People are always blowing up the comments. They're like, I can't believe they made this. Or, you know, people are just like, I can't believe they made a torture device for Han Solo. Um, So weirdly enough, even though like at that stage of when I got the figure, I wasn't really playing with my action figures anymore. But it was just kind of this like, oh, my gosh, I always wanted this. And they made it. And like you kind of mentioned with, you know, that Power of the Force line uh, that started, you know, basically ran from 95 to 99 when Phantom Menace came out it was like every figure under the sun was getting made. Like every character you saw in the background of the cantina, you know, everybody who was in Jabba's palace, everyone was getting an action figure. And, and then you were getting all these derivatives of every single character. I mean, the, the amount of R2-D2s they made was ridiculous. Mm. Um, and I don't mean that like disparagingly, but it's just like R2 with this type of scope, R2 with that type of scope. It was like any, anything R2 did in the movies, they made a distinct figure for that. Um, yes. And this was true of like Han. It's like they have given us every incarnation of Han. But you know which one we haven't gotten? Electrocuted Han. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, right. Um, yes. And it was it was in that line that also came with the coins. Uh, you, do you remember that, Jason? They came with these yes. like silver coins. And it's it's a picture on a coin of Han being tortured. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's super dark. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just. It was a weird figure that I kind of just always wanted to have, um, and uh, and then they made it, and I was I was super excited to uh, to have it in, in in my collection. Yeah, uh, it's always funny the the things that we we gravitate to and latch on to, and uh, for your sake, Carl, I'm glad they made it. Um, I don't know if I've ever, I don't own that, uh, but you know, if I was a you know someone who was trying to to you know make a diorama for for bestman or something like that it definitely would be something i'd have to get um yeah but yeah no it's <laughs> it's just funny that yes it, it is a little funny to say i can't believe they actually made that but they did yeah. um but you know we've also had uh them make an action figure uh, with Anakin and a Genosian uh, soldier who is just chopped to bits. Um, so, yeah. you know, they also made something where it's at Baru and Uncle Owen as skeletons. So, right. you know. And that's probably the darkest that you can probably yes. get. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh, Han on the torture rack isn't so far-fetched after all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, well, what do you got for us next? Oh, the next one I'm going to talk about, uh, and this is a more recent uh, find is, or acquisition, I should say, is uh, the Black Series Cad Bane figure. Mm. Um, I obviously, as everybody knows, Cad Bane is my favorite bounty hunter of all time. Um, I, I know Carl disagrees, but that's totally fine. He's entitled to be wrong. Hey, in this whoa, case. He's allowed uh, to be your favorite. It doesn't mean he's the best, you know, that, that <laughs> that's taken by somebody who actually has a, a, a hat that uh, is, is effective. It doesn't look stupid. Oh, so. One doesn't need to have a hat that's effective when you're cool enough to be effective with a cool hat. Oh, um, savage. <laughs> um, but uh, I love it because it's the, the detailing is great. He, he's got the, 
the great uh, Cad Bane Grimace and the best of his hats, uh, which is the one that he was introduced with um, in the first couple of seasons of the Clone Wars. Uh, they they updated his hat, gave him a smaller one, uh, which I never liked as much. Um, but this one definitely has the the best of his hats, which is the big floppy one. And, and I believe it comes with uh, Tito, but I don't have that out and uh, because I don't care about Tito too much. Uh, <laughs> Toto, excuse me, Toto. Why do I call him Tito? I was mixing Toto and... Uh, what was I mixing? The dog from Wizard of Oz. That's Toto. That is Toto. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, I just said it wrong. My brain is half gone right now, folks, just <laughs> so you know, um, which is why we're talking about action figures, because it doesn't take too much brain power. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love the figure. It's great. It looks fantastic. And I can do super awesome, cool action poses with him. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah just... I think that's such an advantage of the 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 Black Series line is just how mm-hmm. posable they are. Um you know, and I mean, and I feel like these are definitely they're made for the adult collector. So, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. The 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 black series are definitely made for the adult collector and they they live up to the quality that they're supposed to be um, for the most part. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, Cad Bane, super freaking awesome. Figure. Cool, cool, if cool. you if you like Cad Bane at all, get the black series Cad Bane. You won't regret it. Um, yeah. It's a good but, figure. But uh, Carl, yeah. what's what's your next figure? Uh, well, so I, I have just one Black Series on this list because um, whenever I think action figures, I usually just think three and three quarter. But uh, I got to put one Black Series on. And it's actually the, the it was the 40th anniversary um, Empire Strikes Back run they did a couple of years ago. And it's the Yoda figure. Um, and uh, I, I bought two of them because I wanted one to open. And I actually did want to keep one in the package just because I, I, I love those old vintage cards. And it was cool that right there, it was blown up to be a six-inch scale card. Um, yeah. One of my favorite images of Yoda. And it's a stock photo that's been used since 1980. It's just that photo of Yoda sitting on a log in Dagobah. I mean, uh, as as I've shared several times over the years, I mean, Dagobah's my favorite planet in Star Wars. So I just, I love that beautiful mystical image of Yoda um, and then I love that they gave him the orange snake, which is obviously a callback to the to the original 1980 counter action figure that came with the orange snake. Um, so I just I love that figure so much. He's he's so the the carded version is in like a uh, is one is in my Star Wars room like collection case. But the loose figure is right here, actually sitting next to me all the time when I podcast because uh, he gives me wisdom. He does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, Yoda is one of my favorite characters of, of all time. And yeah, it, it, I love the detailing in his, his blistle, the, the, the flute that he wears around his neck and empire strikes back. I still really want a canon story about that, about him playing it or something and how, how it's like one of his spiritual practices. Um, and to be fair, maybe there is a story like that out there. There's a zillion and one comics out there and I'm not up to date on any of them. So maybe it's in there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I, I love the callback to the orange snake. I love the detail of the blistle. Um, I love the cloth robes that he's wearing. Um, I mean, I found it interesting that the figure also came with his lightsaber. Um, so even though it was the empire strikes back run, it still gave him his green lightsaber, which I found interesting because he doesn't have it, um, in empire. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, it's such a good looking figure. He makes me real happy. 
Um, and mm, next to me, he should always be. Excellent. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with just it being a favorite character uh, and all of that. It, that is an action figure I don't have that I think I, I would like to get um, is that that six inch uh, Yoda. So yeah. I might have to keep an eye out for that next time I go to a con or something. Or yeah. It, next well, time th- I visit that toy store. Con, right. Uh, there's been there's been several. I mean, it's come out in several different pack types of packaging it's the same figure i mean they've done i think when it first came out it was in just like your typical like blue and black black series box but then they when they did the 40th anniversary run for empire they they put them on that vintage card and i was like okay that's the one i need and i <laughs> I, I bought one and then uh, i think actually greg grabbed one on discount one time and he's like do you want it and i was like yeah i want one to open i'll, I'll definitely take it off your hands <laughs> so um yeah nice. I, I love that figure yeah the the orange snake is fun it Orange is. Orange Snake is definitely fun. And if I remember correctly, and again, uh, obviously, uh, any of you who've been with the show for a while know that Jason and I are products of basically 90s fandom, right? Like, we got into Star Wars uh, in the special edition era, essentially. I mean, I was a few years before it. Jason was the year of. So those vintage figures really aren't a part of our Star Wars story, really. I mean, I, I certainly have, like, a, a love and appreciation for them, but I think that that's... You know, we just didn't grow up in that time. So, right. Um, but if my memory serves correctly, I do think that the, the 1980 Yoda uh, Kenner figure came with two different colored snakes. There was there was I think one version came with an orange snake. One, I think, came with a green snake, if, if I remember correctly. Um, but again, I'd, I'd have to grab a source book. Uh, and I'm sure several of you listening yeah. right now are it's like, yes, it was this or no, it was not that. <laughs> but uh, uh, as far as I recall, there were two different colored snakes that came out with the original one, but they they went with, and also the snake that he comes with in this new black series is, uh, it's also, I mean, it's kind of a realistic looking snake, right? The other one just looked like an orange pipe cleaner. Um, so, but the way that it, <laughs> and went, it was all just one solid plastic orange color. Yeah. The, uh, and this one's detailed with like, you know, stripes and exactly. scales and stuff. The uh, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if anybody listening or yourself, Jason, were ever uh, WWE fans. But I was a I was into wrestling for a brief period when I was younger. And uh, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, uh, I always loved that action figure because it came with a really bendy rubber boa constrictor snake and i've always had like a weird obsession with snakes even though i'm terrified of them <laughs> um i love i love looking at things about them but if there's one near me i s- scares the hell out of me <laughs> um but the the Fair. shape of the the snake that came with the black series yoda reminded me of the jake the snake uh snake from uh th- probably like mid 90s of, of wwe so i i had my cousin was super into to wwe at the time um and i'm pretty sure he had a Jake the Snake action figure. I, I never got them, but I'm pretty sure he had some of those. But anyway, um, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great figure. Like I yeah. said, probably going to have to get my hands on one someday. That being said, the next uh, figure I want to talk about is also a Black Series. I was a little surprised to get two of them on my list, but uh, it is my favorite Black Series figure that has ever come out. Um, and... Uh, It'll be no surprise when people find out that it is Count Dooku. Um, so uh, the the figure is fantastic. I love the fact that, you know, he's all to scale. Obviously, he's a little bit taller than most of the other figures. The cape is cloth, which is, you know, nice because it, it drapes over his arms when I pose him uh, really nicely. 
And one of the coolest uh, little features about the figure is the fact that it's got two different blades for the lightsaber, one standard blade, and then one that looks like he's swinging the blade uh, around. So it looks like it has a bit of a, a movement effect on it, which uh, is super cool. And because it's super cool, I use that one all the time. Uh, because I can. <laughs> Wait, is, that, um, is that the one you have on it right now? I didn't notice. Yes. I love that. Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Zoom. Um, but yes, uh, so the, the detailing is great. Uh, I'm always happy to have a uh, really good representation of Count Dooku, a.k.a. Christopher Lee, um, in action figure form uh, that has uh, you know great detailing and can be posed in all the epic dual motions that i can think of uh and and it's super great so i just need to acquire uh the the six inch black series um obi-wan and anakin figures so i can actually do like a full dual uh setup on one of my shelves someday but that's uh that's something that will have to happen sometime in the future (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's, I I love that figure. I got that as well when it came out. Uh, just again, like we said, the the black series, the detailing is just so good. I mean, it looks just like Christopher Lee. Um, the the likeness is spot on. And I actually, I have traditionally, I've always kind of preferred the plastic capes and the plastic uh, robes and stuff, just because I I personally have always felt that it looks more consistent with the plastic molding of the figure itself. But with that Dooku, the the cloth cape is perfect it it just it feels fancy just like dooku is and the chain around the neck is also so good i I would love it if they gave us a a six inch black series dooku from tales of the jedi like that would be so cool from from that first episode with him and qui-gon um and that 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 i mean gosh that that qui-gon animation mold from that first episode of the dooku arc in tales of the jedi uh, that would make a perfect He-Man action figure because his chest is super ripped. So just yeah, right, just put exactly. a, just put a different head on the old Luke Skywalker <laughs> figure, and you're good. There's there's the last there's the Tales of the Jedi Qui Gon. <laughs> I mean, I I need now. Thank Carl, you have put it out in the world. I now need Tales of the Jedi Qui Gon and Dooku figures uh, for my collection. This this has to happen. Someone needs to make them. Hasbro. Star yeah. Wars, come on, come on, get get on it, get on it. Uh, we need these these figures for our collection. Yes, another <laughs> addition to my collection. Um, good gracious, oh. turning into Grievous, except it's all Jedi and Sith figures, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just re- you know, open my cape, and they're all just there in little pockets under the cape. <laughs> uh, that's what you need right the the old vintage line you had a, a 3po and a vader carrying case for your action figures then they redid the 3po one in the 90s for the power of the force line mm-hmm. what we need now is a fancy dooku cape that has little pockets for all your figures to put in you can wear them to a con that'd be so fun <laughs> yeah yes or, or a grievous cape yeah one of those capes yeah. that just that's true uh, yeah, has yeah. all yeah yeah uh, I would prefer Dooku, but I think most people would like Grievous because he's the one that's, you know, has all the fine additions to my collection, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. But uh, love it. Yes. Um, anyway, but that that's that's that figure Dooku from the Black Series. So what you got? What's next, Carl? 
Um, so uh, I'm, I'm a little torn because I'm worried that half my list is going to be Han Solo action figures and I apologize. That's fine. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm debating, do I toss one out and, and shuffle in something else? But it's like, no, you gotta be true to yourself. <laughs> um, it's, your, it's your favorite Carl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the, the next one I want to mention is it's a three and three and quarter, three, three quarter inch Bespin Han. Uh, I believe this came out in shoot, uh, I, I apologize, everybody. I normally do my research to, to make sure I'm saying the lines correctly. Came out in the early 2000s, but it's it's when they were very well articulated. They weren't He-Man sized, um, but it was the uh, Saga, probably. Yes. Saga that, that came out with uh, Attack of the Clones, the blue packaging. Yes, it's exactly that yeah. one. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it's just the Han and the Bespin. Uh, you know, the, the blaster, his DL-44 fit perfectly into his holster. Um, and... Yeah, it just, I mean, it actually kind of looked like Harrison Ford. It was great. He wasn't stupid jacked. <laughs> you know, he was, uh, he was perfect sized. And Empire Strikes Back Han Solo is my favorite looking Han Solo. To be fair, this, the Alden Ehrenreich jacket, it does give it a run for its money. Um, but that said, th- that figure just, it inhabited so much of my playtime as a kid. And even though that came out kind of on the back end of my action figure years, right? I mean, and because I was probably 2002, I mean, I was 16, wasn't really playing with them that much anymore. But when that figure came out, it actually kind of encouraged me to pull out the old bin from under the bed and play with them a bit more because I loved that figure so much. And even though I had like the, the black jacket Bespin Han from the Power of the Force line. This one just felt right. And I love that he could do kind of like that quick draw action. So I just used to like make little setups in my bedroom of the, you know, the dinner scene in, in Empire. And it, it just, he started being incorporated into, into lots of playtime. All, all the little stories I was creating felt like a little bit cooler because I had this figure to, to throw into the mix. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I know you've always been a fan of of that outfit, uh, you know, both in action figure and in the movies. So, yeah. um, did you? I know you're trying to make a, a cosplay for that. Did you? Did you make that? One? I have a very like a very very amateur one. Uh, I bought a jacket okay. from a website that was like it's like it's okay. Like it definitely. Mm. It definitely looks like the Han Solo jacket. It's very thick, but actually it's thick enough that I sometimes wear it in like on like a cool spring day here in Boston. Like it it works really well as a real jacket. Um, And then I got I have the belt. Um, So like I have I have enough to like wear to like I wouldn't wear it to a con just because like it's not a full on cosplay. But like to wear it to like a local Star Wars event here in Boston, like it's perfect. Mm. Um, I've worn it for Halloween a couple times because it it has the effect without being completely screen accurate. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It gets the point across. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that, that's great. Uh, I love it. And it's a good figure too. So the, yeah. the saga line was one of my favorites because it went for a while, obviously they came out with, you know, in 2002 with attack of the clones, but it went for, uh, you know, about two or three years. It might've, only stopped because of revenge of the sith if i remember correctly i think they mm. they switched the lines when revenge of the sith came out but i know like 2003 2004 they were like going through and release you know re-releasing all the you know old figures in this new updated you know style because they could do better 
molds and more dynamic poses and stuff like that. Um, so they were really re-releasing a ton of figures uh, with that line at the time uh, from all over the saga. And uh, there was some really good figures in that line. So uh, yeah, that probably was... one of my favorites, one of my nostalgic favorite lines, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it was um, it was definitely the last line that I bought things from regularly as a, again as a kid, um, you know, when because when Re- Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005, I was I wasn't that awkward. Say I was a freshman in college and it was like I, I knew I wasn't going to play with them, but I also didn't really have anywhere to put them. So I, I just kind of didn't buy anything then. So that that saga line was the last one, the last ones that I was buying basically from the start of my fandom. It, I stopped buying action figures about that 2002 period. Um, and then mm. obviously started buying them again later on after college and stuff and sure, certainly buy the heck out of them still now, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but for different purposes. Right. Uh, and that's why I think I, similar to like the Han with torture rack, that, that type of figure was always one I wanted. I wanted like a really good Han, Han and Bespin outfit and that it, it, it served that purpose really well. And, you know, just, just the fact that it was, it came out, like I said, it kind of this period where my fandom was changing out of the like, oh, I play with Star Wars toys is a huge expression of my Star Wars fandom. So for that to come out and be like, okay, it was kind of like a last gasp of that, of that era of my fandom. Um, so I think there's a, there's a real specialness to that. No, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you always have, you know, there's always a hole, uh, that every collector has that they want desperately to fill. And that's uh that's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I've got two more I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the next one is going to be uh, my favorite Kit Fisto action figure <laughs> that I have. Uh, and this is the Clone Wars line. Um, but it's the second uh, Kit Fisto figure they released on that line. And it's the one... Uh, from specifically the episode um, Lair of Grievous, where he has mm. his lightsaber and uh, his Padawan Nadar Veb's lightsaber, and he you know goes and attacks Grievous uh, with that. Um, it's a really good sculpt. It, it's got all the uh, the superposable flexibility of you know that you can fit into a three and three quarter inch figure. Like it would be considered, in my opinion. Um, a vintage line figure uh, if it weren't for the, you know, the cartoony Clone Wars animated style that it's in. Um, it's that that quality of a figure. And uh, I have on occasion when doing my uh, my Genosis Arena Battle uh, dioramas used this version of Kit Fisto in the arena just because it gives me more flexibility and it looks closer to the attack of the clones version of kit fisto than the vintage figure the vintage line um kit fisto which is uh revenge of the sith oriented primarily Mm. so um but yeah it's a great figure uh i've i've kept him he's been uh you know on more than a, a handful of my shelf displays over the years and uh it's just great. So uh, I, I've always liked him and he's got the great Kit Fisto grin. The, the, you know, kind of cockeyed grin there <laughs> a little bit as he's getting ready to duel 
uh, General Grievous or whoever I decide to put him up against today or tomorrow. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, one of the things I love about that figure, just, just like looking at it, you know, um, excuse me. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, is looking at, I, I love the gauntlets right on his, on his forearms. Mm. They're just so cool. Um, yeah, there was a period, there's a period of, of my life where I was like, I would love to make a costume of this version of Kit Fisto. I would need a lot of help because I'm not good with, you know, making armor or, you know, giant heads. Um, so, <laughs> but I've never gotten around to it. So maybe sometime in the future, but yes, that that's, I love that version of Kit Fisto and I think the gauntlets are great and it works well with all of it. So. Yeah, it's a great looking figure. Um, and if I remember correctly, Jason, you have every single Kit Fisto figure that's ever been made, right? As far as I know, uh, in the three and three quarter inch line, for sure, I do. Um, I've every Kit Fisto. Well, there's Fisto. only one Black Series, so you got that one. Yep, there's only one. I've got that one. Um, the only thing I don't have every version of Kit Fisto of is for like the uh, the statues and stuff. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have the uh, the Sideshow Collectibles 12-inch Kit Fisto as well, um, which was super cool. Did But they never made, I don't think so, but they, they didn't make him, they didn't make a version of him for the Tartakovsky run, right? I think, I think the only Jedi they did was Mace, Yoda, and then Anakin and Obi-Wan, if I remember correctly, for the Tartakovsky run. For the 12-inch? The no, 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 for like the three and three-quarter inch. Oh, the three and three quarter inch. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No. No. Not. Not specifically. Uh. For the the Tartakovsky design. No. Yeah. They, they made so. a Clone Wars Kit Fisto, which was basically it, it was inspired from his episode in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, but it was a realistic looking Kit Fisto in just you know his his underwater swimwear. <laughs> so you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. shirtless uh, <laughs> with the the swim pants. Uh, and, and, and his tentacles all flowing backwards. Like he's underwater. So gotta love it. Um, <laughs> yeah. They made two versions of that. Uh, don't ask me why. Um, but I have both of them. So, you know, <laughs> I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, um, awesome. Well, my, the next figure that I want to mention is from the power of the force two line. And this came out in 96 and it's the Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker you know, in the, the, the nice, beautiful plastic black cape. Um, and uh, it originally came out on the orange card and then got a re-release on the green card. Um, and when those came out in 96, because uh, it came out almost in conjunction with the Shadows of the Empire run, there was two versions of it. There was a brown vested one and then the black vested one. Um, and according to my older cousin growing up, the brown vested one was super rare. Like if you got it, it was it was going to like pay your college funds type of a thing. Right. Like it was <laughs> it was going to be worth so much money. So in the in Christmas of 96, one on Christmas morning, uh, it our, our family only ever had a, a short term video camera and we had it luckily that morning on Christmas. Uh, the video of me just opening that up and screaming into the camera, Luke Skywalker, Luke Jedi in brown. Um, and then my dad making a stupid dad joke. He's like, in brown, has he got poop on him? And I was like, even back then, I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> um, but uh, man, when I opened that on Christmas morning, I thought I was a millionaire, literally. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's so funny if you go to a toy collector now like it's literally it's not worth any more than the the other one i mean and and the other one might be worth 10 bucks <laughs> you know what i mean like that right. that era of star wars figures they're they're not really worth much anymore cuz they were just so mass produced right. um but that said I loved the heck out of the figure just from the sheer delight as a young person of really thinking I had this hidden gem. But more than that, um, you know, so much of my early fandom was the, was the legend stories, right? Like the, the heir to the Empire trilogy, the, the, the Jedi Academy trilogy by Kevin J. Anderson. So these those that early uh, period of EU books in the early to mid 90s, that was my bread and butter Star Wars for much of my early fandom. So. When I was recreating those stories with my action figures, I needed a Luke, a, a good Jedi Luke, right? Farm boy like Luke wasn't going to cut it. Not even Bespin Luke would quite cut it. I needed a good Jedi figure. Um, so that that figure just got it, it probably got the most playtime of any other Star Wars figure I own um, because I loved Jedi Knight Luke. Uh, I loved taking him on adventures where he was recruiting his own Jedi, where he was leading the charge against the Imperial Fortresses, right? He became, he was my superhero Star Wars action figure, if that makes sense, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. I, I think growing up, like, to me, superheroes were, Batman was a superhero. Uh, you know, Spider-Man was a superhero. Um, Star Wars, they weren't superheroes, but that Luke Jedi figure was a superhero uh, in, in my young eyes. And he, I mean, he always when when my heroes got into trouble, it was always Jedi Luke to to kind of come in and help even the odds or, or give them the upper hand. So that that figure just got so much playtime. And the my big big my big bin of Star Wars action figures, where all those figures live now to this day. Um, every time I pull it out, he's all I always make sure he's he's laying direct center on top of that on, on top of that bin because it's just when I open it, it's like yep, that's the one that. I told so many stories with this action figure. Uh, it, it meant so much to me, and and it still does. Like every time I open that bin to this day, it's the it's almost always the first one I grab out, and uh, it it just kind of gives you that quick rush of like, wow, this this character made made me so creative. It made me create all these really awesome stories, um, and uh, and I loved I loved that chunky green lightsaber hilt that he had. <laughs> like it was it was so good. I, I just. Absolutely love the heck out of that figure. Uh, that, it's a good one. And uh, it must have been really great to, to see him uh, see that figure show up and, and save Mando and Grogu in the end of season two of Mandalorian this past time. That's you right. Know? Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing up to the rescue like all your other stories. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, Jason. I never quite saw it that way. Love that. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, there you go. Uh, they they took your stories and and, and yeah. made a show out of them. John Favreau like, um, just that's... stole from my own brain. So <laughs> right, exactly. You know, you're welcome, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. oh my goodness. Well, what's that? What was the? What is? I'm I'm guessing then your favorite Star Wars action figure. Oh, I mean I know because I yes. saw your picture from earlier. But uh, yes, my favorite Star Wars action figure. It's a rather simple and unassuming one. Um, you mentioned, Carl, that there are so many versions of this action <laughs> figure out there earlier. Uh, it's R2-D2, for those of you who have any doubt. Yeah, no, R2-D2, my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Um, but this is the uh, the Power of the Jedi line R2-D2 that came out that was between um, Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And there were some great 
figures in that line. Um, but it's a very simple, unassuming. The head rotates 360 degrees um, and clicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that right near the mic. <laughs> There's a sound for it. It's, it's great. It's so um, good. And it it has wheels so it can roll around. However, I, I've brought this with me in so many different areas that the wheels uh, barely turn anymore. So he just scoots when I want to move him. Um, but this figure, you know, is just the it, it doesn't have any gadgets. It doesn't have anything, uh, you know, extra special about it. No buttons that make noises or light up. Uh, but it's just it's just R2. And. And sometimes it's all I want. And he's the one that I have up on my my Tenafor diorama display. Um, but part of why it's my favorite action figure is whenever I go on a trip, especially you know out of out of state or out of the city or something like that, uh, I just stick him in my bag. You know, I don't necessarily even bring him out, but he comes with me, and I've been doing that. Since I got the figure, you know, way back in the day. So he just sort of comes along and, uh, you know, whenever, if you ever have seen me at a con, he's been in my backpack, you know, traveling the con with me. I have my co-pilot there with me every, you know, wherever I go uh, when I go to the conventions. But yeah, he's just been, been there and it's a, it's a really good sculpt the paint uh the paint scheme is really crisply done um it it's a good looking figure it doesn't do anything except roll around and sit there but (laughs) that's all you really need uh with your imagination for r2d2 um i do have most of all the other versions of r2 out there um (laughs) including the black series uh which uh is is super awesome because you know it's got every attachment imaginable that you can uh you know put in <laughs> into his different compartments um but i still always come back to this one the the power of the jedi uh line three and three quarter inch figure and uh yeah he's my favorite when did those very come sentimental out? favorite yeah when did those come out again that was, I want to say it was right about 2000. It was after, after the Phantom Menace, uh, before Attack of the Clones. It was 2000, 2001, I think. Okay. So, yeah. That there was like right. these green backings. Uh, they would usually come with like the little booklet that had like all of their stats and a couple of scenarios oh, that's right. uh, that, that, that they would be in. Um, there were some really cool figures in that line. Uh, and they, they started getting into some of the more obscure characters, um, with that line too. So yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. I love it. And that's so Jason. Um, so it's, Uh it's great. Um, well, so for my favorite action figure, uh, and it's one I've talked about before, but I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, but as means of introduction, let me, uh, it's, it's got its own commercial, Jason. Captain, we're out of Kellogg's Fruit Loop cereal. Rats, but wait, but look, it's too damn sad. I say, a submarine. Whoops. Come down here, you swope. Take us the Fruit Loops or else. Well, just follow your nose to get to that fruitiful taste. Look, the treasure. A fruitful part of this complete breakfast. Mm, they are delicious. Yeah, I'm really stuck in them. 
Star Wars and into your hand. It's an exclusive Kenner action figure. Han Solo disguised as a stormtrooper. Free with two proofs from Kellogg's Fruit Loop cereal. May the force be with you. <laughs> um, it is, of course, the 1995 uh, um, Fruit Loops mail away Han Solo in Stormtrooper disguise. It was the first Star Wars action figure I ever got. Not counting the Bendoms, the Star Wars Bendoms were the first things I ever had. Those were never quite sufficient. <laughs> um, they were fun while I had them, no. but uh, uh, I mean, I remember mailing away from that, and I know I've told this story over the years many times, Jason. But right, uh, you know. 20, 30 years ago before the days of Amazon Prime where you can get everything within at least two days. You know, you mailed in those proofs of purchase and you were told to wait 10 to 12 weeks or something. And uh, it didn't stop me, though, every day getting off the bus from the day the day after I mailed those proof of the purchases. And every day I got off the bus, I would check that mailbox with this uh, just tremendous excitement that today's going to be the day. Um, and uh, when it finally arrived in a very underwhelming little white box, <laughs> you know, there's no there was nothing fancy about it. You pull it out. But man, that figure meant everything to me because it again, not I mean, this is using language reflecting back on, you know, 30 years ago. But it just that was that was that uh, Obi-Wan handing Luke his 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 father's lightsaber. Right. It, it That's what that figure will forever represent to me. And my fandom was it represented the possibility of where I could go with Star Wars now, right? I had the the possibility to have all of these action figures, the possibility to continue telling Star Wars stories that I got to create. That's what that figure represents because it was the first one. Um, and uh, that early Power of the Force line in 95, 96, the, obviously they're all pretty jacked. You can't really tell though because Han's in a Stormtrooper disguise. But the cool thing was is the way his hands were, he could actually hold the Stormtrooper gun and make it look like he was holding it with two hands. All of those figures in those early 90s runs, they could only hold weapons with one hand, which, yeah. which I mean, that's fine. I didn't really care. But, you know, if you watch them in the movies, they usually have two hands on all their weapons. Um, so I loved that Han could do it. And that, I mean, he also became just a stand-in regular Stormtrooper when I plopped the helmet on. But uh, that was another thing, too, is he Han would often go behind enemy lines disguised as a stormtrooper to, to, you know, to infiltrate the the imperial bases and stuff. I mean, that man, that that story never got exhausted for uh, for little Carl. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was just I loved the heck out of that figure. I, 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 I mean, there was something even wonderful about just having to wait for it. Um, and uh, you know what? If I'm actually being honest, I'm. I honestly can't remember if that was the first one. I may have gotten my Boba Fett Power of the Force figure first. I can't quite remember. I know I sent for that before I had anything else. While I was waiting those 10 to 12 weeks, um, the figures had come out. And I do remember the first time I went into a store and saw them on the shelves, Boba Fett was the first figure I bought. But I don't remember if I had my Han and Stormtrooper yet. I do that was a long time ago. It's it's going to be hard to remember, but it doesn't matter because that was my favorite one. I loved that haunted yeah. stormtrooper. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, it, it just it re- it represented something very special and continues to mean that. And you know, that's why several years ago I went ahead and just bought a bought a unopened Fruit of the Loops cereal box from 1995 just for the ad on the back. And I have that also in my display case with the action figure right in front of it. It just, it means the world to me. You know, it was, it really was my first step into a larger world. And yeah, it, 
I, I can't think of any other action figure that defines my fandom the way that one does. Well, you really took that those words to heart. Follow your nose to get the action figure you always want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, it was probably great. it was probably such a chore convincing my father to let us buy two boxes of Fruit Loops because my dad never let us have like sugary cereal. So <laughs> that was probably the biggest <laughs> yeah. chore of all. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's like. Uh, I, I just I just want the boxes. I need the proofs of purchase, yeah. Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, it's, I pro- I'm surprised I didn't just take a pair of scissors into the grocery store with me and just cut them out myself and just leave the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, desperate times, desperate measures. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but see, you know that I, I will note uh, that for both of us, our favorite figure is is one that is hugely nostalgic to mm-hmm. both of us. Uh, it's not the super the 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 most awesome figure. It's not the coolest looking figure. It's not the most uh, not the the rarest figure that we have. Uh, it has nothing to do with its collectability. It's all about the story and yeah. you know what it means to our individual journeys uh, as Star Wars fans uh, and as collectors. So you know, like I said, the the R two that I've got you could pick up for like two bucks in a loose figure bin at any convention. Um, you know, it's, but it's the one that I love and it's the one that has been my co-pilot for decades now. So, and for you, it's the first action figure that in your mind was yours, even if it took 10 to 12 weeks to show up. Um, and it was the one that you, you know, launched you, as you said, you into this larger world of being able to play little Star Wars, uh, as as you've put it in the past. So it's it's really, and I think that's the most important thing to remember about collecting is part of it is you know yes it's cool to be able to say I've got them all when it comes to you know this line or this character or whatever, but it is about the nostalgia and how it makes you feel. Um, and those feelings can be applied to anything. And most often the stuff that's the most nostalgic is doesn't, isn't your, your most rare or valuable pieces mm. in your collection. Yeah. And I think I would even contend Jason and, and I think for both of us knowing the types of collectors that we are, because we certainly are star Wars collectors. I mean, I don't think we are, capital C collectors um, in the sense of like, you know, in that regard. Um, But I think for both of us, what is still true for us, even from like when we were kids, it seems like both of us wanted the figures that would tell the stories we wanted to tell. Right. Um, Those were the figures we needed to get, because I think we both grew up with, you know, it sounds like from what I know of you and your own, you know, family background, we both grew up pretty middle class. Right? Neither neither one of our uh-huh. families was rolling in the money, but we certainly weren't dirt poor. Um, and so there was always there was always a limit to what we knew we could own. Right. It was like yes. you could certainly have we, we were certainly privileged enough to have several action figures, but we also knew we were never going to have them all. Um, right. So out of that, that almost state of 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 limitation, there's also a freedom in the sense of like, what is the story? What are the figures I need to acquire to tell my Star Wars stories? 
And I would say that that element still rings true for me with collecting. And, and again, I, I don't want to put words in your own mouth, so feel free to elaborate for yourself. But that's still true. The things that I still buy now, it's because I want to display them in a certain way, right? Like, I think that's how we as adult collectors choose the things that we choose is that's our way of playing with them. Like, we're not on the ground you know, building forts and bases really anymore, but we have, you know, a shelf in the house that we can display them on. And, and I feel like that, those are still the things that I buy is, is, you know, this is the thing that I think would look really cool on my shelf. Um, and here's how I'd want to set it up. So I would say that because just like when I was a kid, I mean, I certainly have my own adult money now, but I'm, I'm not rolling in dough. Um, so, you know, I'm limited to what I can buy. So it's, it's always what is the visual story I want to tell with these figures. Um, so I think yes. that still rings true for me. And, and I imagine the same is true for you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just to take it back to, you know, little little kid Jason with the, you know, the action figures, um, you know, I'd, I'd get my allowance and I'd save up. Uh, and every couple of weeks I might be able to go and buy one figure uh, with with my allowance I saved up. Uh, all the big stuff I had were like birthday or Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. And I would fill in the holes on my own with my allowance money uh, whenever I got to go to to Walmart or wherever with my mom on her shopping trip. If she was not tired of me and wanted to, you know, do it when dad was at home or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and leave me <laughs> with him. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it was. And I think. The, the hunt, the hunt for a figure uh, back then as a kid was also part of the adventure. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and you always had to try and find something that you could tell your story with. Um, and I remember learning sometimes you just wait. You know, if, it, if the one that you want isn't there, you don't have to buy something. Because if you don't buy it now, then next time you come back, you'll have more money and you can get one of the bigger things that you did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yep, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, as, as I had foreseen, Jason, this was a really fun conversation. Um, Absolutely. And uh, I hope all of you listening had a great time with it. And we're thinking about all your favorite action figures. And if you in fact have been listening, thinking about yours we would love to know what they were uh, whether it's a, a group of them whether it's just one of them send us a picture you know if if you follow us on social media like instagram or something tag us in it just share it you know we'd love to we want to retweet them we want to you know share them to our stories whatever you're comfortable with you know dm them to us whatever we'll share them for you uh, i always love to see what other folks uh, hold to be their favorites absolutely uh and our favorites don't have to be anything uh, close to what your favorites are. Uh, we just like sharing the love and the enjoyment of this part of our Star Wars fandom, uh, which I think to some extent every Star Wars fan has a little bit of the collector within them. Mm. Um, hard, so. hard not to. <laughs> Very difficult not to. Um, but that being said, Carl, if people want to weigh in on our conversation or share those pictures with us, where can people reach us? Uh, well, our, our mainstay these days is our Instagram, which is, uh, you can follow us at the Wampas Lair. Uh, we are still on Twitter at Wampas Lair and you can always email us at Wampas Lair podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Anything else you want to, uh, put out there before we close out this episode? I had a great time, my friend. I did too. Now I'm going to go play with my action figures. Um, 
Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to this episode of the Wampus Lair Podcast. This has been episode number 504, Favorite Action Figures. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Yeah.